Welcome to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast for you. Hello and welcome to Bam Pow's Marvel Movie Marathon. We're here to talk about Marvel movies in a what? marathon format. Yes. What? This week's marathon movie of the Marvels is oh my God. Thor number one. <laughs> Thor colon nothing. Because, we <laughs> because have, it was just the first one. Just Thor, just colon. Thor colon. It was literally just Thor. Yep. But it was just, just colon. Just Thor. The Thor. Well, his colon kind of has to come with him. It's in his body. <laughs> you can't just like shimmy nice. that thing out and put Look, it down yeah, on it's the not his I mean, You don't know that. up there. That's true. He is an alien. I don't know. He could pop it out like a set of dentures. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like extreme prolapsing. No one wants that. Oh, no. <laughs> that could just fall out? <laughs> well, this is, shit show is off to a shit start. So <laughs> let's jump right into this movie. Uh, Thor came out May 6, 2011. What, one year after? No, three years after. Yeah, wow, huge, there was a huge yeah, break. Mm-hmm. I guess uh, they really eggs basket and chicken that shit and well i think iron man 2 was not received well even though it made a shit ton of money mm-hmm. and yeah. so they i think they were kind of because legitimately if you look at the first three films and then look mm-hmm. at every movie after until maybe doctor strange they straight up did they redid the way in which they cast it they cast it they redid the which the way in which they found directors and writers and mm-hmm. it went to unknown people mm-hmm. like chris hemsworth had been in a couple of things yeah, kind of brandon wasn't unknown though no but, but they they wanted shakespeare in they, space yeah they wanted because mm-hmm. i mean this is like as guardians it is shakespeare in space but like this is when we start seeing the people who get cast who like have never really been they're not the big huge names, names you yeah know? well i think also they realized oh shoot if we want to make money hand over fist we can't have deals like we have with robert downey jr so we, we gotta need, hire people who don't know yeah, anything. new schmucks who we can give 50 bucks in a blowy and they'll do this movie. <laughs> How did you get my contract? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, this is, this was rated PG-13. It ran for just a hair under two hours. It made a good amount of money. Uh, production budget of $150 million. Made only $181 million domestically, but then another 270 foreign. So yeah. it nice. ended up, all told, about three times its budget which return. Is amazing. Which is amazing. Yeah. And actually, I think this is the beginning of Marvel movies are just going to make a yeah, shit ton just, of hey, money. Hey, we would like to print some money, please. Um, I was actually thinking about this before we recorded, and I, re- I was trying to remember when I had seen it. Because I remembered I accidentally saw it in 3D. And oh, I was no. mad, but yeah. I wasn't mad enough to not watch it, and I couldn't figure out why. It was because I was with my new friends in New York. Aww. I saw this in New York in May, and it was with a bunch of new friends from school, and I didn't want to throw a hissy fit about 3D, which I would have done to you people, because I still Thanks. wanted them to like me. Look, you're you're all in, okay? Yeah, we're, we're all <laughs> just stuck there's, with there's this. No going back. There's no going back. That's fair. Okay. We've all le- leached onto each other like barnacles on the bottom of the boat of life. Anyway... Um, and so I just remember being kind of pissy and then we had to sit on the side and I was just like mad because 3D tech isn't great and the only thing that isn't blurry is exactly what you're, li- but within the first 10 minutes, I forgot about the 3D glasses. I had the best time. Mm-hmm. It was so beautiful oh, and yeah. so fun. Yeah. I had no idea a Marvel movie could be this pure and fun. So this movie felt a lot like Incredible Hulk to me, where I, in my memory, I think just as new Marvel movies came out that I really enjoyed, this one got kind of shoved down 
in my memory enjoyment center. And I, oh, I no. thought I didn't really like it. I remember you being a real jerk about it last week. What? No. <laughs> I, was, I was fine last week because a couple months ago, uh, my, my roommates were watching it. And I, I was like, oh, you know, they're starting the movie. Oh, I don't really like this movie. I'll just pop my head in for a second. And then just ended up like kind of awkwardly standing there for pretty much the entire movie. And was oh, like, honey oh, bear. shit. I, I like do this like movie. this film. Huh, who could have known? That makes me sad, but I'm glad you ended up accidentally rewatching mm-hmm. it. Because legit, it was the first one where I just felt pure enjoyment. Where I just had a really good time and there wasn't really a moment where I went, oh, that's kind of dumb. I just liked the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Beatrice? She's just oh, sitting yeah. over there holding so, herself and grinning. God, I hate this garbage. Oh, yeah. This movie's terrible. I hate everything about it. Get out. Loki's so gross. <gasps> right? Ugh. You've betrayed everything you've been. He wears too no. much green. Uh, I what love wrong with you? This movie is <laughs> such Literally, the two delight. of you are wearing green. What's that? I'm wearing Thor's blue, and you guys are wearing... Oh, God. We, we know who we are. Loki green! Woo! Okay, anyway. <laughs> uh, no, this movie is straight delight from start to finish. I, I love getting to see the way that Thor really gets to grow in this. Because um, a lot of times when we talk about the hero's journey, it's about the hero attaining something or getting something. something or yeah. earning something. But in, in this, it's actually about how he has to go backward before he can go forward. Mm-hmm. Well, and what he gains is emotional growth rather than mm-hmm. anything else. Like he, we start out with him about to get the throne and then he realizes by the end he doesn't get the throne he realizes that he actually doesn't want it yeah yeah i was on twitter a couple months ago i mean i'm on twitter all the time but a couple <laughs> months ago i was on twitter and um uh ginger hazing who wrote nimona um dude i love her she's great she was tweeting about this movie and how great she thought it and she pointed out the same thing is basically mm-hmm. like you never see a film where the prince doesn't get a throne or doesn't win a girl or doesn't like earn something materialistic and you know whatever they actually built this movie backward where he started with everything that a prince or you know the boy hero the hero's journey would work toward and then this film is about letting all that bullshit go and figuring out who you actually want to be in Mm -hmm. life because this movie starts out with thor just basically want to be odin part two yeah and He's not like, knowing who he coolest. is. Yeah, I'm he, just going to keep on rocking and yeah. punching ice giants forever. He's like a real jock bro who doesn't really think too hard about no. anything. He just wants to fight stuff. He wants to have fun and fight yeah. and look awesome. And like, that's nobody likes that guy. Not yeah, really. The problem, instead of focusing on the Odin son, he was focusing on the Broden son, if you know what I mean. Uh. No, what does that mean? <laughs> well, so see, he Explain was it to very me. bro-y. And if if that have you done? cape could have popped his collar, it I'm would have been you, the shoulder pads the were way. basically a metaphorical. Those things collar. are so 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 ridiculous. Like yeah. they didn't even t- they just they didn't do popped shit. out the top of his yeah. shoulders and were all fuck it. I don't care about gravity. Gravity's dumb. <laughs> I'll do what I want. Man, that guy. Yeah, but I ridic. I, I like the. <laughs> it's short for ridiculous. It's ridic. Let's me say dick on air. Oh my god! You can say dick if you want Whoa. to. Whoa! Whoa! Motherfucker! A... You can fucking say fucking this is a say family dick show. If you want to that you I will never let my mother behind. listen to. <laughs> mother, keep listening to Retrofecta. That one's anyway. Uh, oh, because 
I, yeah, I like how we see the evolution of Thor, where he learns more how to be. It's it's less about him becoming a great hero than it is about him becoming a good man. Yeah, and that is such an interesting origin story because it's really not what we get at all. Mm-hmm. It's usually you know the Batman origin story. Where, you know, somebody dies and then he has and to... And it's all man pain. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I have to suffer because I shouldn't say that. And it's really more about, like, seizing your destiny or about how important you are. I actually don't... Yeah, exactly. But this is more about, like, who you are, who you want to be. And mm-hmm. just, like, continually trying to be the better version of that. Mm-hmm. And forgoing whatever it is that society thinks you should be. Which I think is such a great message of... Know who you are first and then decide if you want to listen to anybody else. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's it's interesting because it's only in realizing that he's not worthy that he gets to a point where he can be worthy. Yeah. Which which is, is definitely yeah, really interesting. Even on Earth, when he's found by Jane and he's wandering around and throwing coffee cups on the ground, as hilarious as that is, he's still the cocky douche bro. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's still out of control. You know, he walks up to that secretly held base and he has no qualms or fear about whether or not he's going to get in there and get that thing. And it's not until... He cannot actually lift the hammer that he realizes just what has happened Mm -hmm. and like how like devastating it is. And you can actually watch him just shatter that that for me was the moment when I when I knew that I was just always going to love Thor Mm -hmm. was he's when he's in that cell and he's talking with with Loki and Loki tells him, no, dad's dead. You can't come home. Mom said mom's mom's mad. Mom said you can't come home. And he he just looks up at him and he's just so broken. Yeah. But it's that turn when he goes, okay. Yeah. I understand and I, I'm sorry for everything and I, I accept what I've earned. Yeah. yeah that he, was his first real step into, yeah. I think probably the first time in his life he actually took responsibility yeah, for yeah. his actions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He even I think he's, he thanks Loki. He he's, does. Thank you for let, coming to tell me Which, that. Yes. That made me so angry. <laughs> Well, yeah. <laughs> like, Loki, you shitty snake motherfucker. But no joke, oh, maybe yeah. I got teary during mm-hmm. that whole scene. Like, I think Chris Hemsworth did such a good job. And my Tom Hiddleston is great. But, like, Chris Hemsworth, you don't know that guy. And he did such a great job just emoting and being yeah, real in it. that moment. He oh, sold yeah. it of, like, this dude is shattered, but he's finally realized what actually matters to himself, to him. And, like, he can't ever have it again because of his own actions. And it's this moment where he goes, yup. I have earned all of this. Mm-hmm. And there's something really, really cool and different there because a lot of times what happens when the hero falls or, or loses something, we get, you know, a montage of them like being sad and mopey. Right. And then somebody has to come along and remind them, hey, no, this, this is, is who, why you're this awesome. Is who you are, which is like fine. But I really liked I really liked this moment because it's just it's just so unusual. To well, just have like, him quietly accept his own responsibility. And then the next, the next like, 20 minutes of this movie is him going, okay, I'm going to do the best that I can now here. This is my life. And he trusts Eric Selvig. He gets Jane's diary back. He goes out drinking. He pays attention to what's happening around him rather than being the center of what's happening around him. Oh, there's actually a really cool deleted scene where he goes back to the diner where he broke the mug. And he brings her a replacement mug Aww, and apologizes. Thor. He's like, I, I didn't That's know. That's great. And I'm like, oh, Thor, you're so no. cute. I, 
my favorite deleted scene. It, it's a, a Is pretty it nothing fucking scene. Volstag? Oh, man, I do love Volstag. Don't get me wrong. But no, it's actually um, prior to, in, toward the beginning of the movie when Thor's going to walk in and become crown king. Oh, with and the hats and stuff? Yeah, him and Loki making fun of each other's helmets. <laughs> yeah. It's just yeah. so delightful. I'm actually really bummed they didn't put that scene in because I think that that scene actually... They've done well since, and they did great in Thor 3 of building up their relationship. Yeah, but, but, like, that tiny scene as, like, a kernel of what their relationship yeah. is and how much they matter to each other would have really brought power to the moments in Thor 2 when certain stuff went down, and then in Thor 3 when basically Thor tells Loki, I thought the world of you. Mm-hmm. That scene at the beginning, if it had actually been in Thor would have had a thousand percent more power yeah, it in seemed Thor weird 3. that they cut that and I yeah. guess maybe it was too much funny too early but I don't it, know I feel like you know what I just blame the producers sometimes stuff gets cut because of time kind of momentum or momentum or yeah it's fine I know there's something- maybe they didn't want to humanize Thor so soon maybe even like he was supposed to be this like douchey prince but if mm-hmm. he has this nerdy moment with his brother in the background we wouldn't take it as seriously but it could have been a throwback like in the scene when Loki's telling him you can never come home again we could have had a flashback they could have had a flashback of the mm-hmm. two of them loving each other and being brothers well, yeah because there is something to be said of the first time we actually see adult Thor it's from the back with the with the helmet, with the helmet when he, when he raises and the, the hammer, hammer and he's being a total douche winking at his mom i love it yeah so great he's such a dum-dum uh can we talk about uh, i know we were mostly talking about thor's emotional journey and stuff but i fucking love that fight scene when he comes to get the hammer it's so good oh yeah oh you're big i fought bigger <laughs> <laughs> oh he says fought okay good to know <laughs> My God. Did you know uh, they added Jeremy Renner into that later on? Like, Really? The, yeah. If you look at it, every scene he's in in that, no one else is in oh, it's it. Just it's him. just him talking to Coulson on oh, the radio. Oh, shit. Because Even they, when he runs the little thing and climbs yeah. in it, there's no one else around. Yeah, yeah. They wanted to get a bit more of a tie-in and subtly like... Hint at Hawkeye. Yeah. Yeah. Backdoor Hawkeye right, right, into it. And right. So they were like, shit, let's, let's do this thing. Well, Kenneth, you're going to hate the next five minutes, but I'm doing it anyway. Hooray. Yeah. So, no joke, the three or four lines and maybe five minutes of Coulson and Hawkeye talking to each other launched a thousand fucking ships. I am not kidding you. Like, this is the beginning of one of the more strong, like, couples in the fandom. I read a couple of those because you asked me to, and they were very nice. Oh, that's yeah, right. I think we, like, we had to read some of the Toasterverse. Yeah, oh, and like right. Hawkeye dealing with uh, Coulson dying and blah, Did you read blah, the blah. plant one? Yes. Ah! It's so good! Anyway, sorry. But yeah, that one, it was, it's one of those weird ships that comes out of left field. You can't you have always no tell. Idea. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, there's a thousand fakes yeah, people of Coulson. Are like, oh, I like this. Coulson, Hawkeye, and you're like, how did this happen? Yeah. But then you read it, and you're like, nope, I get it. I'm uh-huh. in. Because like, I was just like so excited that Hawkeye was here. I was like, yeah. oh shit, it's Hawkeye, and oh shit, I love Coulson. And then like, I went on AO3, and I read one, and I was like, oh no, here we go. <laughs> this is going to be a thing well, now, isn't this it? This is awoken something inside of me. <laughs> But I love it. It was so good. It was so subtle. It was just a good moment. And it's yet again a good Clark Craig is so amazing in yeah. this movie. He has maybe 25 lines. He's in maybe 10 minutes of it. But every moment you can't look away from him. Mm-hmm. Like, ugh. he's great. 
Yeah, I love I love him just quietly giving people orders. I love him interrogating Thor. And you can tell that he's frustrated, but also a little bemused. Mm-hmm. And like the best part about Coulson, he's he's obviously they've shown us he's a great agent. And in this moment, I think they show us he's a good interrogator, too, because he walks in and he goes, you know, you ripped through my dudes and it, it's pretty embarrassing. And yeah. Like he, does he goes, this is hurtful. And I was like, oh, my God, I love him. Like he's. There's a moment where he just walks in in his like thousand dollar Dolce and Gabbana suit, and he's just covered in rain, and he just doesn't give a shit. But he knows he looks good, and it's so much of just Clark Gregg's presence and what Clark Gregg has decided this guy is going to be like. Yeah, it's real weird now. Simultaneously watching Shield and rewatching these, where he's yeah. like little baby Coulson with only a couple lines. And- yeah, and he literally—I mean, we've said this I think every single podcast since the beginning. <laughs> But Clark Gregg's performance as Coulson is the reason Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. exists. Oh, yeah. It's the reason he continues to exist. And I think that you can win all the goddamn awards you want, but the idea that you inhabited a character and you got so many people to love you, that not only did you create a television show, but you put yourself into a comic book, and now he is in all versions of the Marvel Universe. Oh, yeah. Because Clark Gregg went, this is my guy. Yeah. That's so cool. There, there's so much, and there's so much interesting show don't tell in this scene where Thor is about to reach the hammer, and and Hawkeye is saying, you know, do I take the shot? He's like, you got a minute left, Coulson. I'm starting to root for this guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that, and there's there's it's so interesting because I feel like another person would have said, yeah, shoot this guy. Yeah. But Coulson's like, no, I I really I want to see, see what, what happens. happens. Well, and it's actually like it's so much interesting character stuff for everyone. Mm-hmm. Like Jane is up on a hill and then her first idea when she knows she's in trouble is to call Eric and go, I did that thing you told me not to do. Please come find me, <laughs> yeah. which is such a great Jane moment. And then Thor is just him being dedicated to getting to his source of power and returning to what he thinks is his normal. Mm-hmm. And then Coulson going, no, you know what? I might be the face of a secret organization and I do what I'm told because I'm a good agent. But also, I'm in charge on the ground and I want to see what happens. Yeah. And then Hawkeye, who Jeremy Renner also, like, an amazing character actor. But he inhabits this character really well, too. He has maybe five lines. Mm-hmm. And you know for a fact who this dude is. Mm-hmm. Where he doesn't, he says, I need someone up high with a gun. And he picks a bow and arrow. And then he's up there and he's just all quips and stuff. And he literally tells a superior officer, you got to call this or I'm not going to do it. And it's just so many good character beats right in a row. Ugh, It's such a good movie. Yeah, I dig it. <laughs> um, What else is interesting? Apparently, both Chris... I, I'm looking at trivia now also. <laughs> uh, both Chris and Liam Hemsworth tried out oh my for God. Thor. No, can I tell this story? Okay, yes. it's so sad slash hilarious. All right, so... Tom Hiddleston and Liam Hemsworth both came in to read for Thor. Tom, a little Hiddle- too skinny. Oh, yeah. yeah, he's like he's a little he's like a little string being wayfish British man. His hair was blonde at that point. Yeah, <laughs> yes, it was. Ugh. You can Google it. I don't yeah. want to. So he came I don't in want to that read. In my brain. He came in to read. Okay, and the reason I know this is because one of the dudes I work with literally was working as an assistant producer or something oh, cool. on this fucking film, and he was in the room. So. Tom Hendelson shows up, reads for Thor, and they're like, mm, not maybe Thor, but we have this other character, Loki, maybe you'd do great. And then Liam Hemsworth comes in, invited to read for Thor, bringing his brother Chris. 
who was just there to visit his brother from Australia. Oh, no. Yeah. He was just like in like shorts and like a tank and just hanging out with his bro going to an audition. And like Liam walks in and they're like, yeah, all right. And then fucking Chris walks in and they went, oh, that one. <laughs> like they literally they let Liam read. But then they're like, hey, man, you want to also read? Maybe like read this thing right now, please. And then like Chris read and they picked him because he's. Man, that sucks. <laughs> so funny and also so terrible Uh, (laughs) no joke liam hemsworth is like six two he's built like a a truck he's hot like he's a good actor actually i really like him i watch him in some indie australian films and he's really really good but like it's hard to see liam hemsworth walk through a door and then like chris hemsworth (laughs) yeah he's got four inches and probably like two or three inches in shoulder on this guy and we're looking like a norse god yeah and so yeah the producers kind of went oh no Uh, awkward (laughs) we made a mistake that um that reminds me of a story that i heard at a con a while back about how christian kane got into acting was that he had originally come out to la with his friend steve carlson because steve carlson was also a musician but was trying to break into acting and uh kane came along with him to an audition and accidentally snipe the job. Do not bring your friends with you. <laughs> yeah, that's the moral of the story. And then Steve Carlson is just still like a like a low rent musician and like bumming around LA. And Christian Kane is like a big time TV star. Okay, you say big time. A bad. I don't know who is Christian Kane. Oh, okay. Did you watch Leverage? Yeah, li- like half of the first season. He's Elliot the the oh, fighter. Oh, I like him. Hey. Hey, he's on Librarians now, and that show I'm is sorry. a treasure. I should have started, uh, do you watch Librarians? <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> so anyway, that is the hilarious story of how Chris Hemsworth got cast as Thor. He followed his brother to the acting thing. You know what? It's worked pretty well for him. Audition. Thank you. That, that the acting, acting thing. thing. Anyway, I think that's so funny. One, that Tom Hiddleston thought he could be Thor. And then two, like, poor Liam. But I think Liam, like, really recently after that, landed Hunger Games, and he's yeah, he's doing all right. He's doing all right. Can you imagine if it had been swapped? If like Liam Hemsworth was Thor and Honestly, Hemsworth I... was Gale? No, I can't. no. But they would have made him dye his hair. Oh my god! Also, like, no joke. Liam Hemsworth is tall and hot, but the amount of muscle they can pack onto Chris Hemsworth's body. Oh, yeah, like... but you figure Liam also would have gone through the same like. Chicken You're not wrong. Regime. You're not wrong, but like Chris Hemsworth is like three or four inches taller. Yeah, and that yeah. helps a lot. It well, helps I mean, a lot because you can compare it to how Chris Hemsworth looked in Star Trek when he was much when he was slimmer. like slimmer and thin, and he was more just like a regular dude who was fit and like to run versus like Thor. Yeah, because every but single woman and he gay played man, he was Jim Kirk's dad. Jim Kirk's dad. That's right. Okay, I was trying. He like, was captain. For 11 minutes. Yeah. And he saved 200 members of his crew, including his wife and son. I've seen that movie a lot. I like it. Yeah. Top, but my, my God. Those okay. numbers might be off, but you he understand. Was, yeah. No, he you got the gist of it. Nine minutes. Nine minutes. <laughs> Actually. Legitimately, I cry every time he has the conversation with his wife when he's like, Tiberius, that's, that's the, the worst. worst. Uh, so good. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, let's get back to Thor. Okay. One let's... other funny thing I read in here is... Apparently, um, when Odin strips uh, Thor of all his cool regalia, mm-hmm. uh, Kenneth Branagh was like, you know what? You're Anthony Hopkins. I trust you. Fuck it. Here's what's going to happen. Please ad-lib something. And other people didn't realize that. So, like, 
um, everyone else in the scene had a really hard time keeping it together because Odin, like, loses his shit on Thor. That explains the whole <laughs> thing. It, like, legitimately still makes no sense. Yeah. He just kind of, like, groveled at Loki. Like, what? What? <laughs> it's like when you're a parent and you're so mad. You cannot you just can't, no yeah. words. Actually, no I understand it now. <laughs> Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know. My problem with so many comic book things is they run out of stories and then they start shitting on characters. Yeah. And I feel like Odin had that progression, not only in the comics, but across these three movies. Like, I like this Odin. He's not a great person and he definitely did some shitty stuff, but like... When did they shit on him in these films? I think they actually treat him with a lot uh, more respect than like the comics. Well, then they did in the comics for sure, but they they definitely still kind of... I don't know, like especially in uh, Ragnarok, like... It. I feel like they made him not the oh because best of the stuff person. with Hela. Yeah, but uh, although you know I what? guess she I was kind of stabby. I and... didn't actually take that as like he's a bad guy or a bad dad. I mean, he's a bad dad, but like I took it more of he evolved out of the warring. We'll get this to Thor three, but he evolved out of that headspace and he did everything that he had wanted to do, and he kind of wanted to like. Just be a king for a little while. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that Hela hadn't, that. not even kept up, but Hela found her true calling. And like, <laughs> which was murder. murder. Yeah. Look, sometimes that's your, call. sometimes it's knitting, sometimes it's bloodbath. <laughs> you can't fair. judge a person. And so she found what she was truly built to do. And I think that he's not the best communicator. So I'm sure the conversation didn't go well. Mm-hmm. And he did what he does with all of his children, which she pointed out, where he just kind of like hid it away and then lied. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I am projecting because I've I just been little. rereading um, Mighty Thor. Yeah. Or not rereading, oh, but reading Mighty Thor. And like, he's, he's a shithole in that. No and it's so annoying because like, you don't have to do that with characters. And yeah. they did the same thing with Xavier. Reed and- Richards. Yeah, Reed Richards, like, you, you... They Who just... No Joke is a total waste of space now. Oh, yeah. But, like, he didn't used to be. Yeah, no, Fantastic Four used to be all four of them very fun, yeah. and now Reed's just a douchebag. Yeah. And, like, I, I'm tired of comic book writers having to retcon history to make interesting new stories. Mm-hmm. That's so topical, Nick fucking Spencer. <laughs> Anyway, I came into Thor. We're, we're not even talking no, about I that. No, I can't do it. No, Piece no, of no. Shit. I think I either came <laughs> into Thor. Did we watch Event Earth's Mightiest Heroes before after? Like, at what point in the Marvel Cinematic Universe did we end up watching Earth's Mightiest Heroes? Did we start when I was in New York or did we start when I moved home? Do you remember? I honestly don't. I think it might have been while you were still in New York. I think so, too. So I think I came into Thor with Earth Mightiest Heroes Odin in my head, and that dude's a douchebag. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so, like, when Maybe, I walked into... but I mean, that only start, even started airing in late 2010. Yeah, so. I know. I think that's why. Or maybe it was after we saw Avengers and we discovered it. I think that might be it. That yeah. might be it. But maybe so, yeah. So it threw me how much of a douche Odin was. Because mm-hmm. I remember in Thor, like, he's not the best dad. But, like, he's, he's trying 7,000 yeah. years old. Like, Yeah, you're going to make some mistakes yeah, across the couple You're going to fuck your kids up a little. And legitimately in this movie, he's a good dad. He found a baby. He went, eh, I'll keep it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. And he obviously had a secret plan because he's the ruler of a kingdom for 7,000 years. He's Machiavellian. Well, yeah, he didn't, he didn't. But that have... doesn't mean he doesn't love Loki. It doesn't oh, mean yeah. he didn't raise this child and seize him as his son. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like he doesn't come out and say it, but I, I think we all assume that 
his long game when he brought the baby home was we raise this kid to be loyal to us and then when he's an adult we Place send him, him back on the throne. yeah put him yeah. on the throne cool but then and, he's like oh shit i we, really love this kid and i yeah. don't want to send him to a desolate ice planet yeah, yeah we send yeah, him yeah sucks yeah because yeah, that way that's how you build long-term treaties yeah. as monica the you know one-eighth of an anthropologist will tell you look it's true <laughs> <laughs> the way that you the, the way that you stop wars in the long run you literally marry your daughter you to fuck him away son you fuck him out literally that's how we got rid of neanderthals so yeah, so then because yeah, so if you can send Loki to Jotunheim to marry an ice princess or whatever, and then you know their their children are still going to be loyal to Asgard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, he went about it a little weird. I think I'm sure that's not how he had wanted Loki to find out. No, well, I think the problem right. was it hit a point where he's like, I don't even know if this is going to work anymore. I just like my kid now. Yeah, so, and I don't uh, really want to send him to there. <laughs> yeah. ever. Well, because because I think he stole Loki while they were still kind of at war. So when they had reached this uneasy peace with Jotunheim, then maybe he convinced himself that there wasn't really a need to. Yeah. And so then maybe he didn't actually have to have this uncomfortable comfortable conversation with Loki. Well, also, I, I feel like what's the dad slash mom's name? The Ice King. Oh, Laufey. Laufey. I'm not entirely sure Laufey knew Oh, I think he assumed that kid was dead. Yeah. They, mm-hmm. I think they, they put it out to die because it was little and weak. Yeah. And then, like, he scooped it. And so Laffy didn't even know yeah. that mm-hmm. Loki existed. And so I think at that point, Loki hits, like, 10 and he's hilarious and you love him. And you're like, well, nobody knows I took him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That makes me feel better. I Okay. MC yeah, Odin's just, best Odin. Yeah. Like, he's a little tough, but I think... Older dads from a different couple generations, <laughs> a couple of millennia couple of generations, of genera- are are going to be a little tough. Mm-hmm. And he's doing the best he can, as far as he knows. Yeah, I mean, you know? there used to be a real debate about whether or not to tell your children they were adopted. Yeah, I mean, now we're just I, th- I feel like you across just, the board like, we're more open it. about it because mm-hmm. we found that if you don't tell your kids and then they find out, it really fucks them up. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. You know, and like. I loved my grandfather. Dude was a racist. But he grew up in a time where that was okay. Yeah, that so, like, was much more of the thing. Exactly. So while time passed, he probably could have tried a little harder to evolve with them, mm-hmm. but he didn't. Mm-hmm. So like, I can be uncomfortable and angry about it, but I love him because he's my grandpa. Mm-hmm. And if he didn't exist, I wouldn't exist. Yeah, so there's there's a lot of interesting stuff in here about the choices that people make and then how we have to live with it mm-hmm. and the way in it's it's not so much the situation that we're in as the way we react to the situation that says the most important things about us. Right. Loki did a tiny little trick that straight up snowballed faster mm-hmm. than anything I've ever seen snowball. All yeah. he wanted to do was fuck up Thor's big like, day. All he, literally all he wanted was like to fuck up this one thing and then it turns out he just Next kept. You, well, this is. Yeah, he's just dangling off the rainbow bridge. He's dangling off the rainbow like, bridge, going, "Dad, I, I did it for you." I bet you wonder how I got here. <laughs> Record screeches. Um, one of my favorite argument slash conversations I've ever had with Beatrice mm-hmm. is this idea that I don't do well with villains, and she loves villains, and Loki's one of her favorites, and I'm like, that guy's a shithead. Um, and so it's interesting now. I have evolved as a person. It's weird, and I hate it. That's good. But That's good. I can understand and see that. Loki just one after another made the wrong fucking call. 
Yeah. Throughout this film, he just mm-hmm. kept making the wrong call. He kept making assumptions and not having conversations and assuming that because he vaguely didn't belong, nobody wanted him instead of just talking to his brother or talking to his parents. And so it's just it's a much tougher movie to watch when you know all Loki wants is to feel like he has a place. Oh, yeah. And yeah, for sure. everyone around him knows he has a place and he's the only one who's like nobody loves me i'm the worst yeah uh, he's just such an emo teenager oh my god it's really bad i do love picture uh, this is not related at all but pictures of loki hella and thor do you see that <laughs> it's the reverse where it's like no actually thor's the odd one out Can we, yes. i will i'll grab you that picture again we got to put it in the show notes okay because that photo of where like at first you're yes. like oh, Loki's the odd kid out because it's like three blondes and that guy, the goth son. And then it's that photo of like Hela, Thor, and Loki and you realize, nope, it's the sole jock son with the two goth family <laughs> <Yeah>. kids. Ugh, <laughs> it's I so perfect. Wonderful. Four days. Wonderful. Okay. Any any final thoughts on this movie? I mean, I have a thousand final thoughts okay. on this movie. So we're... Well, no, no. Can we talk about the funny parts of the movie? Because we've talked about the character beats. We've talked about the oh growth of Thor as a person and how they told the story backwards, the normal hero's journey, Loki as accidental bad guy. Mm-hmm. So can we talk about Darcy Lewis is what I'm saying. Oh, man. Okay, fine. I love With meow, meow. Darcy. There are so many tiny moments in the background of this movie that are hilarious. That yeah. You have to like watch it a couple times to really pick up. Um, Darcy blaming Jane for hitting that guy is uh, hilarious. Technically, this is your fault. Oh, yeah. And then like she tases him and everyone's like, why did you do that? She's like, he was freaking me out. And then when they're in Very the van and they're huge. like, he's huge. They're in the van and like, oh, I lost my only piece of evidence. And they're like, we must go find him. And then in the background, Darcy is re- like charging her taser <laughs> just like quietly and i'm like that cat dennings is hilarious and she doesn't get to be that funny that often i think and she was so perfect as darcy lewis in this movie yeah just a pure delight well in the in the diner when she's like oh this is going on facebook smile like and chris hemsworth just like mm-hmm. that big dumb smile oh everything was so good i love also that then they use that smile for his fake id for donald Blake. yes, yes! Oh, and the brief shout out to Donald Blake. Yeah. Donald Blake. Uh, the brief shout out to Chris Hemsworth's time at Superhero Boot Camp where he wasn't wearing oh. a shirt Oof. for 14 seconds and it was not Wonderful. simultaneously Wonderful. the longest and shortest 14 seconds of my life. <laughs> Guys ripped. Right. And then when Jane goes over to stand next to him and she is so tiny. She is yeah. so tiny. Little Natalie Portman. Also, can we talk about how great Natalie Portman was in this movie? Yeah. It really bums me out that in future movie, because like, apparently... She was supposed to have a much bigger part in uh, Thor 2. Yes. And Thor 2 went straight off the rails. Yeah. Like, there was a whole plan. Natalie Portman actually, like, signed... Do you want to pause? What the... Something's going on out, out there. there. Is it Peter or a motorcycle? I don't know. I'm... Do you want to go out there? Yeah, I do. Hold do you want backup? Okay, and we are back talking a bit more about Natalie Portman. We're sorry if there were any weird noises. Uh, apparently... Kind of neighborhood is falling apart. Yeah, the, the sewer across the street for me is... Blowing Exploding. up as we speak. So it's not pretty, kids. That was exciting to watch. Literally, the shit has hit the fan. <laughs> yeah, we we had to go poke our head out and uh, reconnoiter. There's a lot of screaming, a lot of ducking. <laughs> we all have to shower now. It's so a whole gross. thing. Anyway, 
Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman signed on for this because she fought really hard, too, about, like, she wanted Jane to be something, you know? She's an astrophysicist. She's a scientist. She's smart. She's capable. You know, she didn't want to be a damsel in distress, which mm-hmm. straight up, she is not in this mm-hmm. movie. No. Well, because originally... Uh, in the comics, Jane was a nurse. Mm-hmm. And then in Earth's Mightiest Heroes, she's an EMT. Mm-hmm. And both of those are great, well-deserving professions. But mm-hmm. I feel like introducing her as a scientist really gives her a connection with Thor in this reality that she wouldn't have had if she was a nurse. And a way in which they can um, have something to talk about. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's, I don't know. I just like this idea that she knows the science behind his magic, mm-hmm. which yeah. I really like. So, yeah, yeah, she signed on for this. And then she kind of got screwed in Thor 2. And then she went, I'm Natalie Portman. I don't need this. And she never came back. Yeah. Which, Which is, is too bad. Fair. Which is, yeah, it was a real bummer. But like, you do you, girl. Yeah. She deserves better. Come on. Yeah. For reals. I love uh, her character, though. She's so fucking cute. When Thor comes into her, like, abode, her uh, chambers. Are these <laughs> oh, chambers? and she tries to clean up. And-, and she puts the cereal bowl with old cereal in the cupboard. Yeah. And then she spins for four seconds and goes, that's not where that goes. And then, like, writes everything. <coughs> and then puts a dish towel over Excuse it. Oh. Yeah. I I am her. She oh, yeah. Us. No, she, she, she is all of us. He is so tall and so pretty. I also would put used dishes in, like, my laundry basket. Let me yeah. tell you, the minute where he leaves them in the street and he, like, takes her hand and kiss, oh like God. bends over it and kisses it and looks in her eyes and then she just sort of giggles and melts. Let me tell you, we went to Disneyland and Stop I met it. a guy who was dressed as Thor. Don't talk about this. Who did oh, the man. same thing to me. It's embarrassing. And I did the same thing <laughs> she did. So that is real. That sounds right. I couldn't even go near that guy. I literally pressed myself against the furthest wall <laughs> from him and could not. Like, I was catatonic. Oof. And Thor is not even my top five favorite superhero. Could not handle it. So I super get Natalie Portman in that moment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jane's like, whoo. Yes, great. girl. Yes. What else? And we have, oh, no, no, we have to talk about most important person in this movie. Oh, no. Volstag. Volstag! True hero of the movie. True hero Volstag. I love, I love Volstag. Yeah, Do not great. mistake my appetite for apathy. Yeah. I love, <laughs> like, I love all three of those idiots plus Sif. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that they're called Sif and the Warriors 3. Yeah. I love that when Thor's not around, she's their tactical leader. Oh, yeah. I love they do what she says when she tells yeah, them to kind do of it. Idiots. They yeah. are. They, they are. They mean well. Okay. They're nice no. people. The Asian dude with the spike ball, I feel like he's number three. It's like Thor, Sif, that guy whose name I can't remember. Is it? Is it Hogan? Hogan. Yeah. Hogan. And then Volsag's probably next. And then and the then rapier sword dude is just like Fandral. at the bottom hitting I, on chicks. I love him. He's just like arrow flinning all across the oh, place. Oh, he's great. <laughs> he's great. No, I love I love Sif and the Warriors 3. I love I love the moment in the very beginning when Thor's trying to like get them all hopped up to go to Jotunheim. And he goes, and who support, who like let you be? And she's like, um, I fucking did. And he was like, yes, and I supported you. Like, <laughs> she's got all of them under her thumb. Yeah. And I just, I love that the only way she could get there is by proving herself. And the fact that not only is she there, but they love her like a sister and they respect her as a leader is just, it's perfect. Mm-hmm. And that was Thor. So, oh, Thor's so we good. are at that time. It's ranking time. Where we rank these things. So, mm-hmm. around the table, Beatrice, I currently have you somewhere because some idiot closed everything. Hold oh, please. no. Is it because there's a sewer truck outside? Did I, you get look, scared? I got real startled and just started hitting buttons randomly. <laughs> Startle farted. <laughs> so, right now, I have you 
Iron Man, Iron Man 2, Hulk. Where does Thor 1 fit in? Oh, no. Okay. Iron Man, Thor. Iron Man 2, Hulk. Okay. Okay. I need, I need to go first next week. I'm starting to sound like an idiot. Uh, if it makes you feel better, um, Pingle told me what he did, and now I just feel like I'm copying him. Okay, even cool. Though I am actually, I... <laughs> I'm with Beatrice here. It's Iron Man, Thor, Iron Man 2, Hulk, which I feel terrible about Hulk, mm-hmm. but... The romantic aspects of Hulk that make me like it are not as good as everything that happened in Thor. Correct. Literally everything. I think the only boring parts for me is when, like, Loki goes to Jotunheim by himself and then when Loki, like, saves his dad. I think Mm -hmm. those are the only parts that I was like, "Mm, I don't care. Yeah. Okay. Well, for me, it is Iron Man, Thor, Hulk, Iron Man 2. So. You're so wrong about Iron Man 2. How do we talk to you about Iron Man 2? I know. We just have to tape him to a chair and make him watch it on a repeat for two days. Yes. Because cool, cool, cool. every time you see it, it gets better. Okay. I'll administer eye drops. I You'll be fine. I don't want any of this. <laughs> it's fine. We'll get Monica's mom to come over and give you an IV. So I was going to say, she's also going to have to do the catheter because I don't want to do it. Ooh. You don't want to do it. And Malia mm-hmm. shouldn't have to do it. It's true. I'm fine with it. Do you want Peter to do it? Yes. Obviously. <laughs> oh, now it's, you, said that, you said that way too fast. So fast. I'm ready. No. Yeah. No. Okay. So it is interesting to see. Like, we're still pretty, I mean, pretty you're down wrong the line about on this. That's great. I, think, I don't care. I, I don't want Kenneth, to just argue it with you at all. No, it's fine. I think, Kenneth, Iron Man 2 and where you incorrectly rank it is the start of our true argument in the MCU. That's fair. And it's just going to get worse <laughs> it's from gonna here. going to get worse. And I'm excited. Actually, I'm excited so for the first worse. time. That you two split off because I would like one of you to argue with someone else for once. No, it's that would be, be great. Do we split off? Oh, I'm sure you're going probably to. at some yeah, point. Yeah, it will hit a point. There's like 22 movies. There will be a split. Our favorite is Captain America. Okay, I don't care. That, there will be a split. There will be. There will be. Blood. I guarantee you. We'll see. We'll see. Well, so yeah. So make a note that Monica should go first next time. Okay. Thank you. I mean, it's going to be the same. I mean, yeah. I know where he goes. <laughs> I know where he goes. Gross. Okay. On that horrible uh, note, that was our show. I just show. want him to live there. We will see you next week for television. Is everything back? I should have not closed that also. But <laughs> just oh, my the, God. The poop truck he startled just, me. He startled quit Chrome. <laughs> uh, 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 yeah, so we have Supergirl, Flash, Black Lightning, and... I assume Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. also, except it's on a Friday for some damn reason. Yeah, so, yes. yeah, all, all our normal shows are back. When do we have to do that, like, three Supergirl, three whatever thing? Uh, we have we have Supergirl that's airing right now as we're recording. Mm-hmm. One more Monday of Supergirl, and then it flips over to Legends. It's so weird. It is. It's it's unfortunate. I don't like what CW's doing with How that. are they going to do a crossover later? Isn't I, I there two crossovers a year? Maybe no, not. no, they because last year they had the the main crossover and just the Supergirl Flash crossover uh, with the the musical, musical stuff, which hopefully we get that Whatever. again. The, the ne- yeah, we the- should get two crossovers a year. Oh, That's I agree. Dumb. So yeah, the next part. Legends episode is in fourteen days, and it's called Daddy Darkest. So I am. That's I'm, great. I'm hype. I hate that. Is everything. great. I've changed my mind about Legends. No, because. <laughs> Wally's going to be on Vilso. <gasps> I'm yeah! back in. So, yep, there we go. Back in awe because we lost Jefferson. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, though, that is our show. As always, thank you for listening. We'll see you next week with all of our superhero stuff. Until then, see you next time. Same Bam time, same pal channel. Bam pow!
has been a Night of the Living Geeks production. For more information and content, visit NLTLG.com. Thank you.